I can see there are some serious gamers out there. You know how to play this game. All right, if you are the champion of your table, can you stand? If you're the champion of your table, if you're the champion of your table and you're unwilling to stand, then you can nominate someone else. That's fine. We, well done, well done, Rob. We've got two. We've got three. Sue, are you standing because you won? No. Any other win table winners over here? Any other table winners? Come forward. Can, do you mind coming forward if you're a table winner? Yeah, come up there to the go. front oh, if you're the table winner. We've got Brilliant. Just come down here Liam, for me, Fiona. are you coming? Yeah, come, come on forward. If you're a table winner, come forward. If you refuse to come forward, that's okay. Don't worry. How many have we got? One, two, three, four, five, six. Okay, here we go. All right. Oh, Henry's coming. Nathan's coming. Okay. Perfect. We've got eight. Yes. It's like it just meant to happen. Come on. All right, here we go. So turn to the person next to you. So we've got two, 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 and two. Liam, are you playing? Yeah. Oh, and Yvonne, Yvonne. No, oh, here we go. Yvonne, you can play Jules. There we go. All right, okay. And so we're going to do rock, paper, scissors, and then in. You ready? Are you listening? Here we go. Rock, paper, scissors. Oh, and if you lose, you sit down. And then hold on, just wait if you need to, if you've won. All right, who's up next? So you're in, who, who won here? Who lost? I lost? You lost, sit down, Rob. Thank you, Rob. This is still going. This is going a long time. I'm afraid, I'm afraid you both lost. Okay, I'm sorry. There we go. <laughs> just because the numbers don't work. Yvonne, Yvonne, you're still in. You're still in. It's all right. It's all right, Yvonne. Look, this is grace right here, isn't it? The winners sit down and the losers stay. How about that? Okay, ready? Rock, paper, scissors. Oh, there we go. Oh, two finalists. All right, our two finalists. Can we know your name and your favorite color, please? Jonah. Um, red. Josiah, green. Green. Oh, red versus green. Jonah versus Josiah. Okay, you ready? Here we go. Should we do it together? So, okay, rock, paper, scissors. Rock, paper, scissors. Oh, Jonah is our winner. Amazing. Well Good job. There we go, Jonah. Wow. There we go. You all wished you played now, that didn't you? That is quite a oh, prize. <laughs> all right, we're going to stand to our feet, and we're going to worship together a little bit later on. Andrew's going to be preaching to us, and we're going to have an interview with Sean. Let's enjoy God together at this time. Let's, I know we're around tables. Do not feel like that stops you to encounter God. Actually, come before him. Why don't we, in fact, just where we are, why don't we just raise our hands? Let's come before the Lord. God, we thank you that you are the God of fun and that you enjoy uh, us and you enjoy your creation. And, Lord God, there's so much that you want to pour out on us this morning. And so much that you want to do in us. And so, Lord, whatever place that we're coming from this morning, come and meet with us. I pray, Lord God, for each and every one of us that we would know and hear your voice this morning and just know your love afresh over us. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. 
We serve a great God, a great God who is worthy of all our praise and who takes care of us, who helps us to be safe. We're going to sing, in my wrestling and in my doubts, he won't leave us.
guides us, he leads us. Our next song is just a prayer for him to be our vision. Be thou my vision, O Lord of my heart. Father, that's our prayer. Be close to us. Be our vision. 
day by day, week by week, month by month, year by year. Amen. Thank you, Christine. Um, while we're, we're getting ready to have our interview, but before we do that, um, if you'll have a quick discussion at your table about what it was that you wanted to be when you grew up, and if you haven't yet grown up, what it is that you would like to be. Anything interesting come out, shout out, something people wanted to be when they grew up. Pete? Train driver. <laughs> Train driver. Anything else? Anyone else want to share out? Astronaut. Astronaut. <laughs> Retired, yeah. <laughs> Say again. All right, does anyone, I'm sure someone does know, does anyone, can anyone shout out what Sean's job used to be? Shout out. Very good, yes. So, um, so yes, Sean used to be a police officer. She is lucky that she is now retired. Um, she's served many years. Um, but did you know that you always wanted to be a police officer? Just moving a chair. We decided we were going to stand up after they helpfully put chairs down. Um, no. So I'll try and brace it. But when my sister and I were younger, mum and dad took us to um, one of these psychometric tests where you do tests to see what you might want to be when you grow up. And mine came out as artistic. You don't want to be confined by rules. You don't want to wear uniform. You don't want to do the, any of that. Um, so I'm, I'm going to be a milliner. So what, for those that don't know, a milliner is someone that makes hats. That's what I was going to do. And then I joined the police. Uh, so, so my uncle was in the police. He's actually been retired longer than, well, he retired before I joined the police, and I'm now retired. Um, so I knew about it anyway. Um, and then I started thinking about it when I was 16, but I was too young. And then I became a secretary, which is really boring. Sorry for those that are secretaries. It was not for me. I was not doing that. I'm like, oh, I'm not doing this. I want to do something different every day where I can make a difference. And so when I was 19 and three months, I joined the police. So those that are trying to do the maths rapidly, um, I joined the police in 1989. Um, I retired after 30 years service in November 2019. And I'm 52. Awesome. Thank you. Right, well, otherwise people are trying to work it out. And then we had a cultural difference, didn't we? Um, I was trying to explain to Jules what a truncheon was. So when I first joined, we had truncheons. So I brought one in to show her. Look! And when I first joined, the women had different size truncheons, so it fitted in your handbag. Awesome. So we met earlier in the week, and she got to share a little bit about working for the police with me. But one of the things that she said that also stood out was that she knew she always wanted to do a job that, like she said, that made a difference, but also that helped people. Yeah. And so that was one of the reasons that she went into being a police officer. So as I said, this week, um, or this summer, we're looking at some of the different culture words. And so safe is one of our culture words at Harvest Church. And so, so I, brought, don't worry, I brought my jewelry box so that I can put it in the safe 
to keep it safe, to keep all my jewels. That's right, isn't it? Safe. Because that is one of the meanings of the word safe, of course. Um, but we also talked about the fact that church, our church, Harvest Church, we want it to be a place that's safe for all people. For those that are first-time guests, for those that are adults, for those that are children, we want it to be a safe place for all people. And so we chatted a little bit about why that's important. So I thought maybe you could share about why we want church to be a safe place. Yeah, so we did, I did look up the definition of safe because it means different things. So it can mean a place where you put your documents and jewels to keep them, a physical place. It can mean somewhere that you feel safe. Um, and it can mean how you feel, that you feel secure. So those two first ones particularly, or so the second and third, we want church to be a safe place. Very often we do stuff, when your parents, when your children are growing up, you want them to make mistakes, but you want them to do it in a safe place so that they learn, so that you don't laugh at them, you don't make fun of them, but they learn. And so if you translate that into church, we want church, Harvest Church, to be a safe place, somewhere people can come, they can feel secure, they can feel welcomed, they're not judged, and they feel at home. Does that cover it? That's great. Thanks. Um, we also chatted a little bit about the importance of being physically safe, but also emotionally safe and mentally safe. So I thought maybe you could just tap on that a little bit and talk about why all of those types of safety are important um, and what that looks like. Yeah. So you sent me a low baller last night saying, can you think of some times when you've when you felt safe in God, you said. So then I was thinking, I looked up safe again because I'm like, I can't remember what it meant. Um, so safe might mean something as simple as in the meeting, after the meeting, when the younger children are running around, we don't let them run out into the car park. And that doesn't mean just their parents don't let them run out. But if you see someone doing something, you stop it. If I was actually out walking somewhere and I saw a small child about to go into the road, I would try and stop them. I know not everyone's comfortable doing that, but I would. So you've got that physical safety. So then I started thinking, well, but then you've got also how you feel safe. So I had two examples. So a physical safety one. There's lots of times when I was in the police that afterwards I thought, oh my goodness, what was I doing? Um, and I know in hindsight that God kept me safe. There's one example that I think of. I just found out I was pregnant with Faye. So that's my younger daughter who is 12. And I'd gone into work, so I had all my uniform on. So by this... By the end of my service, we're allowed to wear trousers. I didn't get issued with trousers when I joined. So I've got trousers, a stab vest, radio, the work's on. And I ended up in Windlesham closing the A30 because there was a fire in a workshop where a guy had a load of classic cars and a load of oxycetylene um, canisters of gas, which the fire service were concerned were going to blow up. I've just found out I'm pregnant, and I'm like 10 metres away from this, and I'm thinking, I don't want to be here, I want to be back at home. And I just remember, Lord, just keep me safe. He did, phase 12, it was fine. And then I sort of thought, well, what about the feeling safe, the, I don't know, the spiritual or emotional? When I left the police, um, like as I said, I've been in 30 years, that's what I'd done, and I left, and it was, it, the first three months particularly were really hard, because... And my identity was tied up in what I did, um, whether that's right or not, but, but it was. And it was, and I enjoyed it, and I had a lot of friends, and there was a team. Um, and so then it was, what am I going to do next? It was like leaving school all over again. I'm like, I don't know. Um, and I had a chat with a very helpful man, Andrew, um, who um, basically we worked out what drove me, what I wanted. And it was about, it was still making a difference, helping people and doing something like that. I still didn't know what I was going to do, but I prayed, and I just felt secure that 
something would happen. Um, then the pandemic happened. Yeah, that, yeah so I prayed some more. Um, but out of that, I now work 12 hours a week for the food bank, helping people. A very different need, but helping people, making a difference. And then also, the creative bit, um, I started doing a jewellery making course, so I make silver jewellery. So I now look back and on... So praying and really not knowing what was going on, I felt secure, and now I can see, yeah, out of that, it's all worked. That's great. Thank you so much for sharing. Um, I also looked up the definition of safe, which I think you kind of already shared, but just the, the fact that it's a place where we find refuge, it's a place where we're not going to be harmed, it's a place that we know that we're safe, that we're away from danger. And, um, you know, as Sean just shared, um, God's word tells us over and over again that nothing can separate us from the love of God. And he is a, a safe place. He's a strong tower. He's a refuge. He's a place we can run to. And, and as believers, we get to experience that safety um, in God as well. So is there anything else that you want to share about being safe? Or are there any questions for Sean? Anything about anything she said or her time as a policewoman? All right, well, if you have any questions, you know where to find her afterwards. Thanks so much. Let's give her a round of applause. All right, and I think, are we heading back into worship now? Thank you. Also, if, dear, if during the worship or during any of that's going on this morning, if you feel um, something that you want to share from God's word or something that you feel the Spirit is saying to you, just come and find Nathan and I, and we can give you a microphone so everyone can hear. Over to Christine. Would you like to stand? Oh, man. 
Every heart I worship. 
Christine and the band. So, good morning. I'm Andrew, and it's great um, to be with you um, today. Uh, if I look a little bit tired, then this wristband has been away with the youth um, for a week of lots of sleep, nice beds, and um, not much else going on. No, no, yeah. So, um, yeah. We've been away with New Day with the youth um, for last week. I won't say too much about it um, because next week Tom and Fiona and maybe some of the other youth will be coming up and um, sharing a little bit about that. Um, but I'll just, it's been a great, it was a great time away. And um, so come back next week. We'll talk to some of the youth that are here today and ask them um, about New Day. There's a few of them around. Um, some of them are probably still in bed at home. But um, yeah, it's definitely a few of them I can see around here. So go and have a chat with them. I'm sure they'd love to tell you about some of the stuff they got up to um, while they were away last week or this week. So this morning, we're continuing to look at, uh, continuing our series, looking at the culture values of us as a church and specifically at us, uh, at, at the word safe and the cultural value of safe. And as a church, we define safe as looking out for and looking after all. So before I carry on um, to what I'm going to be speaking on in a few minutes, um, on your tables, you'll have a, uh, a discussion about what a culture of being safe, what culture of looking out for and looking after all could look like for you as part of Harvest Church. And remember that Harvest Church is not just about the morning. It's not just about when we meet on a Sunday. It's about our, all of our lives. So it's about the life groups during the week. It's about when we meet up with friends at, as groups at schools or um, going and playing sports. Being part of Harvest Church is in a whole life thing. So, yeah, have a couple of minutes thinking about um, what a culture of being safe could look like for you. And it'll be different for each and every one of us. There'll be some overlaps, but yeah, on your tables, you have a couple of minutes of that, and then I'll come back up in a moment.
start bringing your discussions um, to a close. I'm sure there's lots more that you could um, be talking about. Maybe at the end you spend some more time in your tables with other people um, discussing some more of the things that you've been um, talking about and maybe some of the things that I um, talk about in a moment as well. Yeah. Yeah. And so today I'll be looking and focusing on our culture values for being safe as a people and being, giving a sense of being a safe place for people to come. But I thought it's important to remember um, that our safety and security as Christians ultimately comes from God. And what we do and how we act as a church comes out of that. So our culture of safety comes out of our safety and security in God and in our relationship with that, with him. And as we read in Psalm 46, which children, this is um, on your worksheet, on the coloring on the back, if you want to read it along with me, um, it says, God is our protection and our strength. He always helps in times of trouble. So as I go on to speak a bit more, let's remember that, that our safety ultimately comes from God and that everything we do comes out of that. As we create a culture of becoming safe, we can help others to find that same safety and security in God. We can signpost people to God, we can signpost people to Jesus and the cross and what he's done for each and every one of us. Now, throughout this year, um, I've had the privilege of being able to um, help and lead in Delta, which is one of um, our source age groups um, downstairs for the 11 pluses, um, 11 year olds and plus. And as part of that, we spent some time looking at a series um, which was titled, Looking Like Jesus. That was taking situations and considering how Jesus would have reacted if he was in them. So there were some clips of a situation people may have done in, before thinking what Jesus had done, and then a clip of once they'd had a look and thought about what Jesus might have done in that situation, how that situation could have changed. And that's similar what I'm going to do today. Mm. Yeah. As a reminder, we define church safe as looking out for and looking after all. Now you can all see where I'm going with this. The notes are all up there. So, first one, I've got three stories, and, or um, one parable and um, two stories of where Jesus met people that I'll be um, looking at today. The first of these is the woman at the well. Jesus was at the well already when the woman arrived, but he was, he, was, he was looking out, he was aware of what was around him, and through that, he was able to meet with this woman, be able to understand her needs, and be able to speak into her life. So as a people, let's be not looking, always looking inwardly, but also looking outwardly looking to see um, what's going on around us, what God may be calling us into, and that will help to welcome people in, um, make them feel safe as they come and um, come into contact with us as a church and um, 
us as a people. Jesus met this woman where she was. She came with a lot of mess in her life, which you can read about um, in, in, in the Bible, in the story. Um, I won't go into that today. But Jesus didn't send her away and say, you need to sort that out before you can come to me. He, he met her where she was. He welcomed her where she was. And he wanted to help and encourage her in that. And that's similar for us. We can meet people where they are and we can help point and direct them to Jesus, show something of his love and something of his hope to those as we meet them. And the second um, parable that I want to look at is the good shepherd. Now, I think I've got John in, in John 10. The good shepherd is how Jesus describes himself. Describes himself as someone that spades and protects and doesn't go when things get difficult. He spades, and that's while we pushing us to the good shepherd. But we can take something out of the way that Jesus is as a good shepherd. He supported people through tough times. He supported the sheep through the good times and the bad times. He cared for them and looked after all of them. Everyone was important. I'm sure, children, you'll remember the story of the lost lamb and how the good shepherd went to go and collect that lamb and to search for that lamb. Yes, he cared about the other sheep that were there, but he also cared individually about this individual sheep. And, so, and finally from that passage, he led and guided the sheep. He gave them um, points of encouragement, led them away from danger. And we can do that from one another. I remember growing up, similar to what Sean was talking about earlier, when parents would stop you from running into a road or would say, are you sure you want to do that? Not necessarily stopping you all the time, but giving you some encouragement and some guidance as to the right way to travel. And that's something we can do for each and every one of ourselves. We can encourage people and point them in the way of Jesus. We see people going down a, a route that maybe we know won't lead to what's best for them, and we can encourage them to change that, we can get alongside them, and we can help them do that. And the final one is the woman who touched Jesus' cloak and was healed. Jesus noticed the smallest thing that this woman did, just touched him on the end of his cloak. There was so much going on that Jesus still noticed what this woman had done. So often we can get caught up in the busyness and not see the smaller things that are going on. So I'd encourage us to be looking around and seeing what the smaller things are that are going on. Drawing people in through seeing what they're going through. And once he's realized that, he welcomed this lady in. He encouraged her to come closer. He encouraged her to meet with him. And we can do that too. We can encourage people to come closer to God. We can encourage them to grow in their relationship with God. And throughout Jesus' ministry, he interacted with many and met with many 
people from different walks of life, and much more than I've just alluded to this morning. He spent time with them and cared for them. He was open and accessible to them all. He was a person that these people felt safe to come to. We today can bring some of that to those around us. Through his spirit, we can bring something of God's love that we have, that we live, love as we live our lives in him and for him. We can meet people where they are. We can care for those around us. We can help guide and protect people as they walk a Christian life. And that could look differently for each and every one of us. It could be that there's someone at school that's going through a tough time and they need a friend and you could go and be that friend or someone at work that's got something particular going on and you can be that person that they can go and talk to. We can all share something of what it means to be a part of Harvest Church and how we as a church are a safe people to be with and be a part of in the way we live our everyday lives. And our verse earlier says that God protects and strengthens us and that he always helps us. With Jesus' help, we can do these things. We don't need to do them on our own. We have Jesus' spirit within us to help us doing these things. Being safe is not about not taking risks. Another of our culture values is courageous, and we'll be looking at that a little bit next week. And so out of our faith and our security in God and the safe environment that we can create, we enable people and we enable ourselves to grow into all God is calling us into. Creating a culture is an active thing and something that we're all part of. And a final point that I feel is really important um, it doesn't quite time, but I feel it's an important part of building a safe culture. So it's okay to not be sure. It's okay to have questions. It's okay to not feel 100% sometimes. Because when we're real and when we are open and when we have an environment that people can be and share like that, I haven't listened to what Nathan, uh, I think it was Nathan spoke on last week, um, but I'm sure something of being genuine came out of that. We can grow and develop our relationship with God as a church and as individuals. And maybe you're here today and you don't yet know Jesus. I hope that you get a sense that this is a safe place to explore all that. That you can come, you can ask questions, you can find out for yourself what it means to know the love of Jesus. And I'd love be able to help you do that. There's people on your tables, I'm sure, would love um, to talk to you about that if you're in that place. Or maybe you're just not sure at the minute. You're finding things difficult and you need someone to just be there to chat with or to encourage you. So I encourage us all to be open to that, to be looking to do that for one another so that we all can grow into all that God has called us to be, both individually and as a whole church. Now I'm going to finish with praying. And then I'll be handing back to Christine and Dan. Father God, I thank you that we have our safety and security in you. And I pray that we'll be able to keep that at the forefront 
of our minds, Lord, as we build a safe culture amongst us. May we be um, open to meeting people where they are, to drawing them in, to wanting to get alongside and care for one another. May we be a people that show something of your love to those around us and within the church as we interact and as we share um, our faith in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Andrew. We're, uh, we're actually going to spend some time uh, just in this moment just praying. And uh, Ruth's going to come and lead us. And uh, I just want to encourage us, wherever we're at right now, whatever you've taken in from what Andrew's just shared with us, let's come before God and let's bring our hearts to him afresh. Uh, maybe it's in response to something Andrew shared. Maybe it's something that's just going on uh, at home or at work or anything else. But let's bring our hearts uh, to God in prayer. Ruth's going to come and lead us. This may look a bit different than you think. For our prayer time, I would like two children to help me, please. You need to be able to hold up a piece of cardboard and you need to be able to jump. Anybody able to do that? I would show you how to jump, but my knees are not up for it anymore, so... Uh, This is the cardboard to hold. Oh, yeah, there's somebody. Come on, you two can do it together. I thought it was you, Emma, the child in you. Uh, and one more, anybody? Oh, come on, very good. <laughs> they can come through here. Okay. All right. So one of you over there and you guys here. So you two, you can go over here. So whenever I say be thankful, I want you to jump and hold up your card. So shall we practice? Be, be thankful. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Um, many years ago, I was... Um, reading a book while I was on holiday, and uh, I think it was by Amy Carmichael, and it was about prayer on holiday. So, because August is the month of holidays for most of, for many of us, um, and she wrote something that has stayed with me over 20, 30 years, and I keep coming back to it. She said, when we're on holiday, our prayers don't need to be... Um, what we usually pray, you know, intercession and raging warfare and spiritual whatever, but our uh, prayers should be um, of thankfulness. We should just remember the good things that God has done or not, you know, whatever we want to be thankful for and make that our prayer for a holiday. So that's why... Um, why I've got this ready. So, here goes. Did you wake up this morning in your own bed? And during the night, there were no air raid sirens 
to pull you out and where you had to hide. If that's you, be thankful. Did you turn on the tap this morning and clean drinking water came out? Be thankful. Parents, did you have enough food yesterday to cook more than one meal for your children? If that's you, be thankful. <laughs> Jump, yes, if you can. Did you walk to church without pain anywhere in your body? If that's you, be thankful. Not many. Did someone smile at you this morning? If that's you, be thankful. Did you have electricity to boil the kettle and charge your phone? Be thankful. Have you had COVID recently, in recent months, and you didn't end up in hospital, and you don't have long COVID? If that's you, be thankful. So dear God, we thank you for all your blessings, for the ones we have um, talked about and the ones we just know in our hearts. And we thank you for keeping us safe, for um, all the things that we don't even know you have done for us. Amen. Be thankful. Wonderful. Thank you, Ruth. Well, we are going to finish up in just a moment. I'm just going to give a few little announcements and things to look forward to that are on our way. But thank you so much for gathering with us this morning, especially if you're a guest here. Or, I tell you what, especially if you came last week and you walked into a church meeting and there were tables and sitting around and you came back again. Well done. Uh, we're so great to have you with us. And I hope each and every one of uh, us have heard from God and enjoyed just spending time together uh, as well. Just to uh, let you know of a couple of things. Firstly, on the 12th of November, we have a marriage enrichment day or half day uh, that we would really love as many of us as possible to be at, uh, especially if you are married, but not only if you are married. Uh, if you are interested in getting married or you'd like to come, then we'd love to hear from you as well. You should have, if you're a part of this church, you should have had a save the day invitation. And if you haven't, or you would like one, please come and chat to myself uh, or to Karen, who's over here, and we'd love to make sure that you get one of those invitations. But uh, that is just to let you know of something very exciting coming up in a couple of months' time. Just finally, if you are a guest and uh, you filled out one of your, these Connect cards, which just gives some of your information to us and helps us to know how to serve you, uh, please come and hand that in to myself or Karen, or there's a uh, little box over on the table over there that you can pop it through. Um, but we'd just love to stay in touch with you and make sure that we are serving you uh, as a church. Let me pray and then we'll finish. Father, we love you and we thank you that we can gather together freely. Thank you, Lord God, for the freedom that we have. Thank you, Lord God, that this is a safe place where we can come and be ourselves and share what's going on in our lives with each other. Thank you, Lord God, for the love that you have poured out on us. Lord, we pray that each and every one of us would leave this place knowing your love 
upon us and with us into the week ahead in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. We're going to serve teas and coffees and refreshments out in the cafe. Please do stick around and chat with those on your table, and we'll see you soon.